0: Welcome to Let Love, a podcast with the Sisters of Life. We invite you to join us for conversation, looking at life through the lens of love. You are loved, you are made in God's image, and your life matters. Let's talk about it. Snap, crackle, pop. We're back. And we're not Rice Krispies. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> this is Sister Veritas. And this is Sister
0: Anu's Day, and it's a joy to be with you for Let Love Podcast with the Sisters of Life. And today talking about human creativity in this new season all about the beauty of the human person.
1: It's so awesome. I'm so excited for this episode. There's just so much to say and how to fit it in, like half an hour. I don't know, but... It's
0: gonna, it's gonna be a challenge per usual. Yep. (laughs) But, but worth a shot, right? Yeah. Looking at human creativity, this incredible capacity that we have as human persons, how to move from this deep center that Mm -hmm. God has inscribed in each of us to co-create with him, to participate in creation and, and acting towards bringing new things to life, um, as we collaborate with God it's amazing it's amazing
1: you know i was thinking a lot about this recently because i was in airports recently and uh you know doing some some trips and um i was just marveling like the wheelie bag wow i mean come on like it revolutionized travel for everyone it's something i mean can you imagine lugging your 50 pounds of carry-on with no wheels
0: yeah i think (laughs) i think people used to do that they did
1: I just don't know how and it's like you know it's just amazing and some wheelie bags even have lights on the wheels which I think is next level
0: yeah that's next level it's
1: amazing but then thinking like okay like planes and de-icing spray amazing Mm -hmm. like who'd have thunk Mm -hmm. you know like um I just recently saw someone who had this thing this contraption that you put on your book like when you're reading and eating at a meal and it like holds the pages open amazing <laughs> really into it <laughs> it's it's it really is endless though sister it's endless i mean i mean just okay just a list a couple more things like um like the trappist monks they're chasubles that they make for mass like stunning. these turtle garments amazing stunning um the fact that they can make like well other people make like dandelion tea thing with chicory but it actually tastes like coffee for mm-hmm. people who can't drink coffee like myself mm-hmm. amazing mm-hmm. also just two other shout outs butter yeah. Like who invented butter? Like who discovered that cream could become butter? My my personal theory is that someone was doing a butter dance. Like cream cream <laughs> dance and just shook it a long time and butter came up.
0: And it became
1: butter. It's not historical accuracy. I'm just it's my guess. Your hypothesis. Right. Right. Yeah. Or like yeah. popcorn. Who who discovered that? That is genius, actually. Genius. Yeah. genius. Yeah. yeah.
0: A hard kernel that seems to be good for nothing turns into an incredible gift
1: it's like resurrection food
0: yeah yeah a <laughs> yeah, big poof in your mouth so satisfying <laughs> healthy snacking it's amazing who it doesn't like popcorn amazing it really is if if the sisters of life had an official snack i think it would be popcorn definitely
1: yeah yeah it's like essential it's
0: essential it flows through our veins
1: <laughs> so i'm just teasing <laughs> but it is i mean just human creativity in that sense but like then you think of like all the art and the music and the I mean, everything, architecture.
0: It's so endless, sister, and it does. It speaks to whose image we've been made Mm -hmm. in. In a sense, look at creation. Look at what God did, Mm -hmm. right? He gave us Mount Everest and the Grand Canyon and uh, the Himalayan mountains. I mean, to think about the expanse and depth just in creation, the types of flowers, Mm -hmm. trees, leaves, grass, decorative grass. I mean, it was... (laughs) (laughs) unsparing unsparing like if you look at the lord right Right. not just one leaf on the tree a bazillion um and if you look closely if you look closely if you stop and just ponder a patch of grass for 10 minutes the this world comes to life Mm -hmm. that is absolutely outrageous Mm -hmm. um so much is going on we have a God of creativity. And so it makes sense that we too uh, love to bring things to life and love to engage this capacity within ourselves. Or even I'm thinking last night, sister. Awesome. <laughs> we had a really good time. Here we are. Um, we wanted to celebrate the postulants uh, are celebrating six months in the convent. It's a pretty big deal. Big deal. Big deal. But it being a first Friday in Lent and, you know, a lot of beautiful intentions to fast for, it's like. You know, we didn't feel right throwing chocolate on this <laughs> celebration. And and so what did we do? We engaged our creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, and God really blessed it. You know, we basically found our Christmas tree that's still sitting next to the dumpster, <laughs> uh, brought it in. We have a little cute little fire pit that, you know, you can use legally, I think, uh, here in the Bronx. And we had a paraliturgical, <laughs> not quite, <laughs> ceremonial burning of this Christmas tree, which was actually so much fun amazing we had herbal teas right yep. a very a nice little modest uh, accent uh, to the festivities uh, shared graces have yeah. uh, 6 months but then also as we weren't distracted by marshmallows or other things <laughs> that were roasting over the fire literally i mean as 15 of us 16 of us stood around this fire pit and marveled mm-hmm. at the beauty of the coals marveled as the fire progressed from raging to just this deep um, ember, yeah. burn that, um, marveling at the beauty of this fire. And then what broke forth? Uh, an incredible <laughs> gift of song, actually, creative song, yeah, uh, in which we all participated and kind of made up a song together, yeah, on which the, was dazzling. It was amazing on it, the spot. It just happened on the spot. And again, here it is God is the source of all riches and, in a sense, poverty, mm-hmm. uh, vulnerability, opening mm-hmm. ourselves up to this God of creativity. New life is born. Yeah. And I think that's the mystery that we're going to unpack today.
1: Yeah, it's true. Yeah, each person doing their piece and their part and mm-hmm. like contributing from their
0: heart uniquely. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Gosh, sister, should we kick it off with a prayer? Yeah.
1: Do you want to lead us?
0: I would love to. And actually, I have a special prayer for us today. I want to read an excerpt from a beautiful poem that St. Teresa of Avila wrote. Mm-hmm. It's called, In the Hands of God, And it's stunning, and I think it puts us on the on-ramp to untapping the power of human creativity. Awesome. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. amen. I am yours and born for you. What do you want of me? Yours, you made me. Yours, you saved me. Yours, you endured me. Yours, you called me. Yours, you awaited me. "'Yours I did not stray. "'What do you want of me? "'Good Lord, what do you want of me? "'What is this wretch to do? "'What work is this, this sinful slave to do? "'Look at me, sweet love, sweet love, look at me. "'What do you want of me? "'Give me wealth or want, delight or distress, "'happiness or gloom. "'Give me, if you will, prayer, or let me know dryness.' And abundance of devotion, or if not, then barrenness. In you alone, sovereign majesty, I find my peace. What do you want of me? Give me then wisdom, or hunger and famine, darkness or sunlight, move me here or there. What do you want of me? Calvary or Tabor, give me, desert or fruitful land, as Job in suffering. Or John at your breast, barren or fruited vine, whatever be your will, what do you want of me? Yours I am, for you I was born. What do you want of me? Amen. Name the Father, Son, Holy Amen. Spirit. Amen.
2: That was
1: really profound.
0: Yeah, it's a beautiful uh, poem, prayer, really, uh-huh. you know, and you can really pray it deeply. But I think as we step into this arena of human creativity, this is the posture, and this is the key to stepping into it fruitfully and unlocking it, um, that we're in the hands of God, Mm -hmm. and looking to this God and saying, what do you want of me? And whether we're, yes, in a time of abundance or dryness, um, we're at Calvary, or we're standing before our risen Lord, um, whatever mystery is unfolding in our life, um, we can find him. And we can find fruitfulness in and through Him. And we can find ourselves in the hands of God. Mm-hmm. And this is a posture of faith that can draw us into the heart of who we are and can allow us to live courageously from mm-hmm. the heart. And I think uh, that's kind of an important first stop as we think about human creativity mm-hmm. and and having the freedom to live um, from the heart of of who God made us to be. And I do think, I think life can be tough. It can Mm -hmm. be really hard to find courage Mm -hmm. to give from that place or to tap into that place. Mm -hmm. But um, the Lord's there and he wants us to live there with him. Mm -hmm. And he wants to unleash incredible beauty and and gifts Mm -hmm. forth from that place with us. So yeah, a bold prayer to kick us off. But I think important as we ask this question, because I think if we don't ask it in the light of god Mm -hmm. and who we are in him and human vocation as we see it from his heart yeah we might miss something
1: yeah it's so true Mm -hmm. it is so powerful sister and even as you're i mean as you're speaking in in the question of like what is creativity Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. kind of um, jumping from that like you think yeah it's like god you know in in, um in uh john one right he talks about in the beginning was the word um and then he talks about how with what Without him, there was nothing made that was made. Right, mm. everything flowed through the Word, and so, um, in a sense, all our creativity, true creativity, comes from God, flows through us. Mm. Right, He is divine beauty flowing, throwing in and through us, and um, and that's part of what actually it means to be made in the image and likeness of God, to be able to participate in His d- divine creativity. It's amazing, and actually, you think that's why, um, you know, that's why the devil goes after culture. That's why the devil goes after music and and art, um, because mm-hmm. uh, because it really is an expression and a reflection of God and His beauty and goodness and and the devil can only twist and distort. Um, he can't create, um, but we can. It's it's amazing. It's and so actually, the 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 power of creativity, but also actually the necessity and the responsibility of human creativity and the f- the sheer fun of it too. You know, Amen, sister.
0: Oh, that is so powerful, actually. Well, and even to think of that, that our lives, um, in a way, are like a canvas. Um, and we talk about how John Paul II's put forward that we're entrusted with the task of crafting our life, um, allowing God to make of it this mm-hmm. masterpiece. And... Yes, allowing God's beauty to be revealed mm-hmm. in and through our very lives, and that He wants to do that through our unique personalities, our charisms, which will be unique, our gifts, mm-hmm. our strengths, even our weaknesses. Um, God uses all of that, and I mean, so many throughout the centuries have talked about this reality. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tolkien, <laughs> our dear friend, you know, he he called it subcreation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, others other artists I've heard speak of it as co-creation, this capacity to create. And we know that in creativity, as you're saying, something mysterious happens. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not so mysterious, but it is, because it's like God is acting Mm -hmm. in and through my gifts, Mm -hmm. my yes, Mm -hmm. um, to bring forth something that is new, Mm -hmm. that is beautiful. Um, It's pretty incredible. It is. Actually. It
1: is. And it's the experience of, like, you touch God in it. Like, it's like, it communicates the life of God. And I, I don't know if you've had this experience, and, but just, like, being inspired to write something, or like a piece of poetry or something. And it literally, it can be a moment of, like, <gasps> wow. Yeah. And it's, like, it's not like you're glorifying your own. It's, like, that that wasn't me. Like, that was, like, that came from my pen, but that was I experience God mm-hmm. in that when mm-hmm. I read that. It's this amazing, um, uh, yeah, powerful thing. Um, and it's such a, a power actually for, for good, right? Like every, we were talking about before, but every act of beauty is eternal.
0: Mm-hmm. And it, it
1: builds up and strengthens um, the whole human family. I mm-hmm. mean, um, it is like this defense against evil in a way. Um, yeah, it's, it's really, really powerful. And it actually allows us to become more human. Yeah, sister. Yeah.
0: Well, that's just it. We see a God who loves drawing us into the mystery of creation. Mm -hmm. Uh, He loves to associate us with it. Uh, He enjoys uh, in us the echo of his own creativity. You know, John Paul II spoke about the one who creates, um, bestows being itself, and that's God. Mm -hmm. Uh, He brings something out of nothing. Mm -hmm. He continues that the craftsman, which is us, Mm -hmm. uh, by contrast, uses something that already exists to which, he gives, to which he gives form and meaning." Um, so we see that yes, there is a contrast, that mm. God, he brings something out of nothing, mm-hmm. um, but he wants to invite us uh, into this, this beautiful space and place of being craftsmen. Mm. Um, and in that, John Paul II continues, the human craftsman is a mirror of the image of God as creator. Uh, we welcome in this the divine artist capital a mm-hmm. god and this divine artist passes on to the human artist a spark of his own surpassing wisdom mm-hmm. and a call to him to share in his creative power it's amazing yeah and i think actually just to speak on it and uh, on a human level mm-hmm. it's kind of scary <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. Even in when I was a little kid in grade school, it's like mm-hmm. you know you go to art class and they're like, now we're gonna draw this still life, and you're like, holy smokes, like how do I do that? Mm-hmm. You know, there seems to be such a space, a gap between you and the paper and the pen you're holding, and mm-hmm. any capacity to to bring this object down on the page. Mm-hmm. Um, in singing, right? Mm-hmm. It can be a very vulnerable thing to mm-hmm. sing in front of each other. What's yeah. What's that about? Uh, it can be a very vulnerable thing to share your heart. Mm-hmm. Actually, hey, what was your experience of that? What was your experience in prayer? Mm-hmm. It's a vulnerable thing, mm-hmm. actually. And I think just to acknowledge that that this is a stepping out. It is an act of faith mm-hmm. in God. It is an act of faith, actually, in the in our own dignity, mm-hmm. in in the the beauty that we trust God inscribed within us Mm -hmm. because I don't know about you, but it doesn't always feel obvious. (laughs) It's like, you know, we don't always feel awesome, Um, but we continue to dare in this dialogue uh, with our creator Mm -hmm. ultimately and welcome him to basically uncover what we wouldn't know is there Mm -hmm. unless we give him permission. Mm -hmm. And so there's a risk, there's a vulnerability, there's a dare in this. Um, I think also we're, we're, we have to combat a lot of lies in the culture, Mm -hmm. which wants us to kind of conform and hey, just do it like everybody else is doing. I Mm -hmm. guess there's always, in a sense, that pressure. But pulling back and saying, no, no, no. How has God created and fashioned me Mm -hmm. uh, to become? And Mm -hmm. who am I in Him? Mm -hmm. And how, through His initiative and giving Him primacy and following His lead of love and Mm -hmm. grace in my life, do I let this unfold mm-hmm. um, and letting my own expectations, the expectations of others, the pressures uh, that I might feel around me to fall away mm-hmm. and to simply sit as St. Teresa of Avila sits in the hands of God mm-hmm. and say, welcome mm-hmm. and let it be done. That's so
1: awesome. Sister, I love what you're saying. It is so powerful. And it's, as you're speaking, it was like, gosh, God actually entrusts his beauty to us. Mm. It's like he entrusts his beauty to to you, and it's as an artist, and we're all artists just by the nature of being human. Um, and actually, how how is he calling me to to radiate that, to express that? Right. It's like this this sort of call to like a, a mini incarnation of sorts. Mm. How is he? How is his beauty going to be made incarnate in our life? How are we going to g- give him permission to become incarnate in our life? It's awesome.
0: It's so awesome,
1: and and you like. I was just thinking too. You see foreshadowings of this in the Old Testament, which I love. I I think it's like Exodus or Deuteronomy, where God is giving Moses instructions on how to build the Ark of the Covenant, right? Which is ultimately a a symbol of Our Lady, and it's so particular. and He basically says, "Call all the craftsmen, call all Mm. the artists." He says, "And this is what I desire." for you know for these these two angels to be over here and these the poles like this and this particular kind of wood and it's like this god entrusting the desires of his heart to us and the beauty of his heart to us and like can you make it incarnate
2: it's so moved i
1: I, i've never been so moved by an old testament book (laughs) well maybe some of them i have
0: amen but But no, you speak of an incredible invitation Mm -hmm. really before each of our hearts. Mm -hmm. And I think too, even acknowledging in this call, um, surrendering to it and also surrendering to the reality that, oh my gosh, we're being called into something which is greater than ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I love this, Um, John Paul II speaks to this, all artists experience the unbridgeable gap which lies between the work of their hands and the dazzling perfection of the beauty glimpsed in the ardor of the creative moment they're creating is no more than a glimmer of the splendor, which flared for a moment before the yes of their spirit. So boom, right? Nice. He's talking about, because I think those of us who maybe we are tapped into this and we've been laboring in mm-hmm. and in creativity in the world of artistry for a long time, it's like there's this ache, mm-hmm. right? When we step into this arena and there's like this beauty that you want to communicate and you want to unleash and you want to let go. And then there's like, the pain of (laughs) falling short or feeling like you fall short or like, oh, um, being laboring, laboring so deeply within Mm -hmm. that process Mm -hmm. and feeling like you're doing such a painfully poor job of revealing what has been conceived within. Mm -hmm. And I would say, listen, it's not you, it's God. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, in a sense, we're looking at an inexhaustible infinite uh, source of beauty and invitation and heaven Mm -hmm. is when we'll taste uh, that full resonance and find that freedom to communicate in Mm -hmm. full. Mm -hmm. Um, That being said, it it should not dampen our daring to try for it. Um, And that's part of the humility and I think the vulnerability and actually kind of leads me into our next question. It's like the process Mm -hmm. of creativity Mm -hmm. of giving birth to a new thing mm-hmm. in the Lord. Um, yeah. What it, do you think about that, sister?
1: Well, I was thinking, yeah, I think it's a really awesome transition because I was thinking as you're speaking about the ache and trying to communicate the infinite and finite means, and like, <laughs> you know, but actually how, and to not, as you were saying, not to not be afraid, but how the Lord even uses our weaknesses. He not only uses our gifts, but our, our weaknesses and our gaps actually to create something more beautiful than ever could have been without them. And I, I discovered this awesome um, quote from Antoine de Saint-Expiré, who is um, the author of The Little Prince. Cool. Yeah, and he, I know you like him. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, I do. I it's yeah. compelling.
1: Yeah. But he said, um, which I, th- I think is a neat point, he said, perhaps creativity is fumbling that dance step. We're driving the chisel the wrong way into the stone. Mm. And what is he saying here? It's like actually how the Lord, again, the Lord uses our weakness, uses our foibles. And it's kind of like the same thing with with icons too. Like this this ache to communicate the infinite. And we, you know, we're gonna fall short. But actually, the Lord is so not deterred by that, he's gonna use even our shortcomings to shine even more brightly. Amen, sister. But the process of that is is yeah, sometimes stop and start. It's entering the ache, resting in the ache, letting the the ache <laughs> say something. You know.
0: Amen, sister. Yeah. Well, you know what it what it brings me into. It brings me into a mystery, mm-hmm. and the mystery that I'm thinking of is the Annunciation, mm. and I want to put it forth as a mystery that really lives at the heart of creativity, and as we seek to let it unfold. Uh, as Christians, as people of faith. Uh, because if you look at that mystery, we see the fruit is the life of Christ. Mm-hmm. And yet we also see the process is that of incredible surrender, vulnerability, and humility. Uh, we also see that it's personal. And again, just to like splash a little color uh, in this reality, like if you think about the Gospel of the Annunciation, right? The angel Gabriel um What does he say? Do not be afraid, Mary. Mm. It wasn't just a casual, do not be afraid. Mm -hmm. He spoke her name. It's personal. Um, God wants her to be the space. God wants her yes to this divine project, right? That's awesome. Yeah, not casual, right? And again, for us to hear that um, personal summons Mm -hmm. in creativity. And here she is. What was her response to this? Like, uh, how can this be? Mm-hmm. You know, And this is often the reality <laughs> that we are confronted with when there's an invitation to creativity. And it could be anything, it could be big, it could be small, it could be making a card, it could be singing a song, but it could also be like mothering a child. Mm-hmm. Like doing that creatively and doing that with God. I mean, it, this can be applied to anything in any dimension of life. Mm-hmm. But she says, how can this be? um in a sense Mary it wasn't a lack of faith uh to God's invitation she's asking basically god okay but what are you going to do mm. about some pretty evident <laughs> difficulties here right how can this be and looks to him in faith basically how will you provide mm. then here's my faith here's my yes how will you bring about what is and what she experiences in herself not possible for me mm. alone. Um, and I think this is an important moment. It's, okay, God, I want you to be part of this mm. and humbly welcoming him in to our gifts, our mm. gaps, our poverties, the possibilities, the impossibilities, um, trusting that our poverty and our weakness is never an obstacle to God. Mm-hmm. No problem. Mm-hmm. He can do anything. Um, and then, yes, that response. How does God respond to her? the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. Um, Powerful. This is an encompassing of God's spirit that he promises her. Mm -hmm. And that, yes, bears fruit. Um, So, I mean, that's just like a small taste and touch of what exists, I think, in that mystery, Mm -hmm. in that moment, for us to ponder and unpack Mm -hmm. as we think about letting God unfold the masterpiece of our lives yeah, in the big things and the little things and in our call to creativity
1: it's amazing and just having the fact that god has such reverence for the process of creativity himself it's amazing like creation you think of genesis it was a process right mm-hmm. um, and, and he actually reverences the process in our own hearts and I, I was just marveling at like like just thinking of jesus you know in nazareth and you know he has you know he's human and divine god like but he has like all divine knowledge you know and it, like the self-restraint it would have taken to be like to you know to not be like hey i know how you can get electricity you know <laughs> or, like, or, like just like knowing like all the inventions of the world and not mm-hmm. saying anything mm-hmm. because he has such reverence actually for um, his desire for us to participate in his creativity and to let it unfold as you're talking about over time it's amazing
0: yes yeah, um,
1: it's amazing it really is and and i think too like it, as you're speaking um it made me think also of you know the process is pascal right the yes. process is pascal yes there's any any form of creativity whatever that is as you're saying baking or writing or drawing it's paschal there's a death
0: Mm -hmm. um,
1: for true creativity there's a death there's the Mm -hmm. cross in it somehow there's a labor in it um and then there's this resurrection um it's it's something bigger than ourselves you know Uh, but it that's actually the mark of of yet real art real creativity Mm -hmm. um that we're participating in in the life and resurrection of jesus in in this kind of yeah mystical way you know Amen. Um, yeah and and basically as, as you're saying too it's like our our shortcomings those aren't obstacles for him, right? He can mm-hmm. use anything. Like I'm thinking of um, Blessed Herman the Cripple. Mm. He was the one who wrote uh, The Salve Regina, that, that no song. kidding. And Alma Redemptoris Mater, which are two really beautiful, classic Marian hymns. Yeah. And he, he was born with a cleft palate. He had cerebral palsy and spina bifida. And he, he was born to a farm family.
0: It's incredible.
1: Um, and basically, like he just, you know, the world would say, what can you do? you know meanwhile Mm. he ends up going and staying in a monastery at age of 20 and he's a genius he wrote on astronomy theology math history poetry arabic greek latin he built musical instruments and astronomical equipment amazing um and actually later in life he became blind had to give up his writing but he's he's like this amazing poet artist craftsman and it's like and were his shortcomings an obstacle no you know like the lord wants to flow as you're saying through you like
0: he you're the space he wants. sister. You're you're the heart he wants. Well, and there it is. It's like this dare. Oh, it's such a dare. Mm -hmm. But Herman the Cripple, praise be to God. Mm -hmm. I mean, he let God sing his song in him. Mm -hmm. Um, He looked, he dared to look to the word that our lady looked to, right? Mm -hmm. She said, let it be done to me according to your word. Mm -hmm. And what is God's word to us always and in all things? Mm -hmm. Love. Love. God's word to us is love. His invitation is love. He wanted for Herman, hey, let my love rest within your weakness. Mm -hmm. Transcend it. Bring beauty out of it, right? That's awesome. Uh, Love was Mary's compass too, right? She gave primacy to love. She could have looked at the fears, the impossibilities, the what? What? (laughs) (laughs) But she's like, okay, I trust you, Lord. You are love. And Love is the greatest power, and I'm going to give permission to that power. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a huge dare, uh, but it's ultimately, yeah, what we seek and what we want to ask for the grace for within the creative process, mm-hmm. because ultimately we're making room for God. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, He is going to engage us, and yet we are not the source. Mm-hmm. We're not the source. Mm-hmm. Um, this God who dwells within us. And if you think about the gospel, uh, Jesus incarnate, he is all beautiful. Mm-hmm. And he is this infinite, endless source of inspiration. And mm-hmm. as we draw that into our hearts and let, and let the word dwell richly within our hearts, mm-hmm. so to speak, yes, there'll be an overflow. Mm-hmm. There'll be this freedom to participate with he who is leading us to become mm-hmm. who we are, who's leading us to unfold uh, as the masterpiece that he's inscribed in us, um but it does it takes us kinda it's gotta eat some gotta eat some humility, yeah. <laughs> let it be done, mm-hmm. surrender, let go mm-hmm. uh it hurts, but it brings us to life, and what you're saying, this Paschal mystery- mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: but I wonder too, sister, it's like all right, like what's the fruit mm-hmm. what's the fruit like <laughs> <laughs> why is this a compelling thing? to tap into and engage mm. and mm-hmm. live out of mm-hmm. ultimately mm-hmm. in vocation and work in relationships in yeah artistic endeavors yeah whatever
1: yeah i mean i would say i mean you know authentic creativity engaging in that it draws us into the very life of god wow and it actually makes us more ourselves uh, it, yeah and it draws us into the paschal mystery it draws us into the death and resurrection but it's but we can taste actually the freedom. We can mm-hmm. taste the freedom in your mm-hmm. own life. You can see the fruits of it. I, I can attest, I witness myself of like, um, you know, because I think there can be times of drought in terms of artistic endeavors or things like that. But actually like, but, but opening ourselves to listen to what he's doing and listen to his promptings. And like when we let that kind of flow through us, I just, for myself, I, I notice the difference in my life. I notice a difference in my life when I'm like listening and engaging what he's giving. It's like this, yeah, a freedom, Mm -hmm. a deepening of my identity. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, my prayer
0: life is richer. Yeah, it's it's really, it's powerful. It's very powerful. Mm -hmm. Well, and I hear you saying, it's not just the external fruit that we're looking for mm-hmm. or that we gain. Mm-hmm. It's this interior fruit mm-hmm. that we actually participate in the life of God. We become who we are. We rest more deeply mm-hmm. um, knowing that God's mm-hmm. in charge mm-hmm. um, and that we're being led, um, mm-hmm. and that we don't have to kind of make up life. We can actually like fall in love with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a real invitation and a real gift that exists for us um, but I also think we see this in the lives of the saints. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see this in the great artists of our time. We see this in the beauty of of any life that actually has given primacy to love. Mm-hmm. In a sense, being the source of their yes and of their pursuits. I don't know. There's, there's one person that comes to mind in particular that I just learned about. Cool. Who is he? Well, um, I was reading about this man named Wilson Bentley. Cool. Yeah, and well, here we go. It's actually in this book, uh, which I would recommend to everyone. It's called Unrepeatable, and it's, um, by, it's by Luke Burgess and Joshua Miller, and it's an incredible book, actually. So it's called Unrepeatable, Cultivating the Unique Calling of Every Person, mm. and they, this book really taps into what John Paul II proposed in his own human anthropology, that each of us is made with this unique inscape, so to speak, Mm. Uh, this unique call um, and way of giving of ourselves and loving in a way that, oh, is true to us and true to how God made us. And so they highlighted this story um, of a man, this Wilson Bentley, and basically, um, from an early age, uh, Wilson became very captivated by snowflakes. (laughs) So he grew up in Vermont. And eventually he would try to catch them and look at them and but eventually he learned about this new thing um which was a microscope combined with a camera cool. and he was like okay i gotta get this right this is gonna unlock the mystery of snowflakes which totally captivated him like this was like seized <laughs> his heart you know and i think we can all think about these things that seize our hearts and but it cost a ton and mm-hmm. this is back i think early in the Late nineteenth century, so it cost like almost a hundred dollars, which back then was so much. Um, but eventually, you know, his mom, and this is key too, to think about these people in your life, mm-hmm. saw how passionate he was, and made the sacrifices necessary to buy this equipment for their son, <laughs> so right? I mean, for their kid to basically photograph snowflakes. It's so moving. The courage of these parents actually, and mm-hmm. praise God that they had their eyes open. And he did, he would, he would labor, um, for four years, actually repeated failures. He had to modify the equipment, but he had a breakthrough and he was able to develop his first negative in 1885 of a snowflake, um, so that he could share what he called this miracle of beauty that so captivated him. Um, so for 46 winters, it's amazing, um, He photographed over 5,000 snow crystals, and it really was his life's work, this guy. Um, What he invested to do this, um, he received much less than in reimbursement. Like The dividends were not big for the (laughs) snowflake man, which is what they called him. Um, But this didn't bother him at all. He said, I am a poor man, except in the satisfaction I get out of my work. In that respect, I am one of the richest men in the world. I wouldn't trade places with Henry Ford or John D. Rockefeller for all their millions. And Mm. so he became one of the most recognized experts of snow, a pioneer in the field of photomicrography and the photography of small objects. And he would. He gave actually most of these photographs away as gifts. Isn't this amazing? (laughs) Um, And this is a beautiful quote. Uh, He said, under the microscope, I found that snowflakes were miracles of beauty, and it seemed a shame that this beauty should not be seen and appreciated by others. Every crystal was a masterpiece of design, and no one one design was ever repeated. When a snowflake melted, the design was forever lost. Just that much beauty was gone without leaving any record behind. You can imagine um and actually he eventually did um while he was out photographing snowflakes um as a result he contracted pneumonia and he eventually uh did pass away i think at age 66 Mm. um but the gift Mm -hmm. of this man honestly his total self-gift uh to what's captivated his heart and how he gave of himself so selflessly to share this gift with others. And I find it so powerful. I looked up on the internet, his photographs. Honestly, I was moved to tears. I was moved to tears because what you see is God. You see Mm -hmm. God's beauty. You Mm -hmm. see the beauty he inscribed even into the tiniest specks of ice (sighs) falling upon this earth. And if we have a God that cares that much and then a God-inspiring a man's heart to capture that beauty and share it, Um, I think this is the gift we all seek to give with our lives and the gift that we're blessed to receive Mm -hmm. from other people's lives. And I just feel eternally blessed by Wilson, the snowflake man. And I'm so grateful to God, so inspired. I hope my life Mm -hmm. um, is as selflessly Mm -hmm. given in receiving and sharing god's beauty
1: hmm. sister you were bringing me to tears it's, <laughs> it's actually i'm so moved it's powerful right it's so moving and like and actually that it matters like a lot of people would say what do you, you wasted your life on snowflakes right no 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 i let my life be Im- imbued and enriched by the lavishness of god's beauty
0: yes it's it's so it's like totally awesome amen sister it's totally awesome and well, and this that's why this book is awesome too. I really recommend everyone give it a read mm-hmm. because what they highlight is like Wilson had the courage to locate that, that tender and live spot within his heart. He grabbed it and he never let go. Mm-hmm. That's what the book says. And this gift of living in that space mm-hmm. and how we want to acknowledge it, um, locate it within ourselves and live from it because mm-hmm. life is different and uh, life is beautiful mm-hmm. when we're living from there. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. I just like to think of the Lord, welcome, you know, please God, welcome you into heaven.
1: I'd be like, ah, Amen. you were the one who saw me in
0: Whoa, the snowflakes. Oh, <laughs> sister, that's beautiful.
1: It's so moving. That is so
0: beautiful. Yeah. Well, I wonder, sister, before we go, do you have a challenge or anything Yeah. like that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I would say kind of in the spirit of, of the snowflake man, You know, just Mm -hmm. take what we call in the convent, like a contemplative walk. I know we've done this challenge before, but it could be a contemplative walk, a contemplative sit. But just just literally sit or walk for, Mm -hmm. you know, half an hour and just marvel at something like a plant or a flower Mm -hmm. or a cloud and just be and watch it and allow yourself to be moved uh, by the beauty, by the presence of the Lord. In that that little that little creature that you're that you're looking at, and just see what happens. That's awesome, yeah. sister. Yeah, that's my challenge. What that's about, awesome. What
0: about you? I think I have two challenges. Okay, you can
1: have two. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, sort of. The first challenge is a repeat on definitely read the book Unrepeatable. Mm-hmm. Uh, just it just I know for me I was like oh my gosh praise be to God someone's acknowledging this space mm-hmm. and the courage it gave me to acknowledge it within myself and then to identify it and then live from it. It just yeah, brings gift upon gift to Mm -hmm. life. And Mm -hmm. actually understanding the unique gift that you are in God is just huge and it's a huge blessing. So I just encourage that. And then the second thing I would say is just a challenge this week to do something that makes you feel vulnerable. Wow. Yeah. it's a good one. And whether that's in craft, whether that's in a relationship, whether that's in prayer, Mm -hmm. um, to lean into that space where you feel vulnerable or where you're like I'm just gonna back away no 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 Mm -hmm. lean right in um, particularly where you sense God is inviting you to Mm -hmm. lean in and be vulnerable Um, and ask for that grace and um, and in that yeah giving God permission to break open something new Mm -hmm. within your heart kind of open the doors open the windows and let him bring new life into your house Mm -hmm. Um, that would be my little challenge Awesome. I wonder, sister, you want to close this with a prayer?
1: Sure. And I'd love to, um, so last time I know I said I would sing and I want to hold to my word, mm-hmm. but I thought maybe if we both sang the Salve Regina, Great. which Blessed Herman the Cripple wrote. Amen. Um, and it was actually one of my favorite Marian hymns.
0: Oh, that's bold.
1: You said to be vulnerable, so I'm just following what you said.
2: no. no. <laughs> I'm living my challenge. Okay. Yeah. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Salve Regina, Mater Misericordiae, et Dolce Do, Es Ves Nostra Salve. Ate clamamos, Ex Solestis Leve, Ate suspiramos. Shamantis vale. ad in a gla grimaru vale.
0: Ei ergo
2: advocata nostra illos juos an a from to eat no peace post oh, talk exilium O oh, standing oh comments oh priya oh, 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 oh. oh
0: Virgo
2: Maria Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen
0: Amen God bless you all, we're praying for you Be well See you next time This was Let Love Podcast with the Sisters of Life A religious community of women Consecrated for the protection of the sacredness of human life Be assured of our prayers And learn more at Sistersoflife.org